The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. All right, folks, we're back. Second hour of the National Intel Report. Michael Herzog, your host. Uh, phone lines are open, 512-248-8252. I <laughs> just went into, my, went, went into my email during the break. I got an email from a listener. <laughs> You're on fire. Don't blow a gasket. Hugs. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I'll try to keep my blood pressure down. All right, let's go to John in Michigan. John, you're on with Michael. What's on your mind, my friend? Hello, hello, Michael, and thank you for Hi. what you're talking about as far as presenting it and getting it out there. A couple of things that are uh, tied to that. I don't know if anybody remembers, but when Trump got into office in 2016, uh, that January, um, he had uh, 4,000... Uh, pedophiles arrested in Los Angeles. I believe that was what I recall. Uh, mm-hmm. And that didn't hit the, you know, uh, the mainstream media. There were women in bondage and children. So this was back. That's why they hate Trump. One of the big reasons they hate him is because that's what he went after. He opened the door for all the, the, um, um, the police departments and all the legal uh, people to be able to go and uh, do their job. Uh, and then uh, as far as the immigration, do, do you remember Tex Mars? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, I interviewed Tex, I think, twice before he passed away. Well, he, re- uh, he talked about the next problem that the country is going to face was, would be uh, immigration by, the, uh, by the, the millions, because he stated that there was an agenda with Angela Davis. Do you remember who she is? Angela Davis. Wasn't she part of the whole thing with, uh, uh, what was the guy's name? The that, underground... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the underground, but it was also who Hillary Clinton, the guy that wrote the Saul Alinsky, wasn't she affiliated with him somehow? Well, she was a she was a professor. She was a professor when he was talking at that time in, in San Francisco. So I wouldn't be surprised. But he, she was tied to all of the uh, the stuff in the sixties uh, and many things. And but she was recruited to go around the world and set up all these different groups to uh, do exactly what's taking place. I don't know if that's um, what you heard, but I heard that from Tex Mars on a on a program. So uh, this is is an organized uh, event. Uh, something else. Uh, uh, it, it just didn't happen. The, the Bushes, when they were in, and uh, there was a 
uh, Franklin cover-up book uh, describing Boys Town, I think it was, in Missouri or Nebraska, and bringing... 19, you know, 1989, they were sending, uh, they were sending uh, male call boys into the White House under the George H.W. Bush administration. Right. Yeah. I remember so that. This yeah. is, this is, this is, they, they, Trump interrupted it, and now this, they have the best uh, person in there to allow this to take place because they have all their... They're criminals because Hillary and Bill were really smart by getting rid of the whole DOJ, everything, when they got into office and put their own people in, and they've been there ever since, and the Bushes carried on with the same, and they just kept putting the same type of person in those agencies, the departments. But one other thing with this, there was a detective I mentioned to you, I think, before, Detective James Rothstein. Have you, do you remember that name? Yes. He's a New York detective, and I just looked up. He's still, in 2016, he was still going into exposing what, what's taking place today because he did that in New York, and it all, a lot of it went back to the, uh, the governmental uh, offices and was shut down as soon as it got past that or got to that threshold. And uh, the question was asked, and I think it was on Joyce Riley's show, uh, about uh, how many people in Congress did he think were compromised? He said at least eighty percent, if not more. So, uh, so it just continues. And uh, uh, now that the, we have all of these uh, just degenerates uh, uh, running everything now, uh, the, it, it's the, what it's what's come of the education that they've been given since the nineties. Everything has been really uh, challenging uh, uh, the whole uh, uh, foundation of this country with. Uh, the education system, which, you know, I've talked to you, I think, about it. Uh, my sister and my brother, my brother did education. Anyhow, my sister, I'm trying to get them to, you know, if they if they have the time to do that. But uh, just everyone look up James Rothstein, and if he's still alive, call him and thank him, because he's the one that found um, Son of Satan in uh, uh, the um, park there in New York where they did sacrifices. And once he exposed that, they left New York, and he said they went towards the middle part of the country. Continue. Well, well it, it, it's evident, and, and obviously, John, this has been going on for a long time, but it's evident that this is it's starting to overflow. Uh, and, and I may have mentioned this before on the show, but do you remember the name Laura Silsby, the woman that was arrested trying to traffic 33 children out of Haiti? And then Bill Clinton stepped in there and made a deal and got her off the hook. Remember that? And then she was put in charge of... Uh was she rescuing them or not? Was she was, uh, was she, she, claims she, was she, she she claims that she was rescuing them, but her attorney was also arrested for trafficking. Okay, so well, well that's because that's because they moved in on the uh, Bush uh, Clinton Foundation uh, efforts in Haiti, and uh, and that that's a no no. They had first dibs on all the children. Um, you know, so I don't know if this lady was tied to her, but I remember. Someone that was tied to them getting caught, and then they put them in charge of something else. Well, uh, well that's, that's where I was going with this. What, when, when you're driving down the freeway, and you see these amber alerts that come yep. up, silver that's alert, just... amber alert, blah, 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 blah. Laura Silsby, who is now named Laura Gaynor, I think she got married, I'm not sure. Okay, She's the person in charge of that. Yep. That's scary. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she was she was in charge of... The uh, children that the uh, Clintons were uh, bringing uh, into this country that no one knows anything about. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's. It, I hope this just continues to be exposed because I've said for at least 
long time that it's the pedophiles. There was a book called The Pink Swastika. Did you ever hear of that book? Uh, no, book? I haven't. Well, that was put no. out by the John Birch Society, and it, it talked about exactly, this was put out in the 90s, and it was it talked about exactly what was going to happen. Uh, it uh, stated about the, the, the men saying, we're coming. if we don't have your boys by eight, it's too late. That was one of their statements. So, uh, and, and one other thing going back to San Francisco, I remember when uh, when Trump got in, that a group of people gathered, I think, in San Francisco, and it was uh, someone infiltrated and found out what they were planning on doing, and, and uh, that uh, came. What came out of that was uh, Antifa and BLM, and uh, also uh, many other uh, radicals. Uh, that was uh, the plan for the future because they knew well, that. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that, John? When you mention BLM or Antifa, either one, and I've said this before, if you type in Antifa.com, you're directed to the White House website. As far as BLM is concerned, did you know that they recently filed bankruptcy for, I believe it was $90 million, and it was taken over by a new CEO because Patrice Cullors exited after she blew the money on, I don't know, about a dozen different mansions for all of her little cohorts, including her brother, who was in charge of security, who was paid almost a million dollars a year, whose, whose profession is a graffiti artist. I mean, this is what's going on here. This is what's going on. These are the people that are being hired to burn down buildings and police departments and so forth, okay? And, and these are the people that are infiltrating along with the feds January 6th. And we're supposed to put up with this? I mean, what the, the problem that I've got with this, John, is that, you know, I've been doing this now for what? Going on 16, 17 years. And people just refuse to wake up. They refuse to see what's right in front of their face on a daily basis. And maybe it's because maybe it's because I pay attention to detail. Maybe it's just because I'm a little more astute than a lot of these people because I'm not mind numbed with a TV set. I don't know what it is, but I can't believe that people could be that stupid. Yep, well, they, they are, Michael, through the education system because they, they don't have rational concepts. And also because of the chemicals, too, you put the fluoride in their brain to calcify the pineal gland. And you're going to have issues uh, with uh, any type of reason or uh, excitement. And, and uh, physical and neurological is how they've uh, gotten these people, because I was trying to expose this in the 90s up here with education. And uh, now we're in, in uh, these, these, these students then are now parents, and they have their clueless, too, uh, about what education is. But uh, that's why you're running into stupid, and it's hard to fix stupid. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks for the call. I appreciate it, John. Well, God bless you, and thank you for all you do. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. All right, let's go to Francis in North Carolina. Francis, you're on with Michael. How are you? Hey, young man. Hi. Uh, as far as how I'm doing, oh, boy. Uh, let's just say that I'm revolted, um, terrified. Pick another analogy. Go figure. But you know something? I, I made a big mistake. You know what that was? What's that? You I forgot to put an olive on your margarita, right? Not the rainbow olive. It'll be green only. But, uh, huh. no, uh, I used to call D.C. the D District of Criminals. That was a big misprint and a big mistake. It's actually supposed to be the District of Vampires, as in D.V., well, you know, if it if it's any if it's any uh, you know if it's any what's the word I'm looking for, man? I can't even get any words. That vote 
that was put out for that amendment by Marjorie Taylor Greene when only 37 out of 435 people went along with it. That pretty much tells us that this is the uniparty. They could care less about any of what I'm speaking about today. All they care about is funneling more money over to Ukraine for this crook Zelensky. Okay, even though the Ukrainian army has been decimated, obviously they're getting kickbacks and money flow. I mean, look what happened with Sam Bankman-Fried. Merrick Garland let the guy go for all of the campaign day notions. Oh, I know. millions I know. of dollars just mysteriously disappeared. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, Sam Bankman, don't worry about a thing. I mean, I what's going? Are we living? Are we living in the twilight zone? I mean, what, what's going oh, on here? Go ahead. Undoubtedly, we're in the twilight zone, which sadly is a dark twilight zone. It's not a light one, uh, if there was such a thing. But quite frankly, and, and what I've been hearing and describing about labeling children with color bands for this, that, or whatever, I mean, it's not like they don't have people that can also speak Mayan as well, or Mayan, or whatever the language is for that matter, dialectic-wise. It's not like they don't have people that know how to speak that. People do, if they really uh, contemplate it, but they want to make sure that people cannot speak that language, so they entrap the child and their innocence, for that matter. The aspect that they're doing this reminds keep I keep, whenever I hear about this type of thing going on and the fact that the government is complicit and getting giving into it, I'm reminded of the film, Sound of Freedom. I can't help but go back to that film, because, quite frankly, it's just, I, it, it tears me apart and nauseating, and it's like, <sighs> these people are obviously vampires. They might be what they call a daywalker like they're doing, Blade films and all this garbage, but, I mean... Well, this- Francis, let me ask you a question while I got you on the line here, because oh, i, I got to move on shortly. But no, no, no. I mean, I just, I just posed an idea out to the audience. All right, yes. of, of putting together a pamphlet, pamphlet and distributing it to these people that are being enticed to come over there to enlighten them as to what they're in for. What do you think of that idea? That's fantastic because something has to be done. And the everyday person is like, oh, it, it's not my child. I don't care about it, uh, quite frankly. I'm glad you uh, brought that up because I end up hearing about one guest that was uh, at, on one of the uh, show uh, a week or two ago that said, well, I don't care about what happens to these children of a different color or whatever because it doesn't affect me. I'm only uh, concerned about guarding, protecting my children that are of a certain skin color. And I thought, you know something? That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. You should care. I don't care what ch- uh, color that child is, whether it's, they're purple with yellow polka dots. They're still a human bloody being for crying out loud. So if you think you don't care about them, well, guess what? You're t- basically saying the same token. You don't give a crap about your own child. I don't care what, what? color that child's skin is. I don't care. Well, it just just reflects on the character of the individual. I mean, you know, making a statement like... I hate to say it, but you you, you made a very good point, which tells me that the person who made that comment isn't worth a crap, and their gene pool has been disturbed. Well, that's my point. And they they do not deserve to procreate. you, You consider the source, and you realize that this person does not have all of all of the uh, what the uh, internal mechanisms that give us integrity or compassion or empathy of any of that it's stuff. It's called spirit. It's right. called spirit, a soul. A soul. Uh, in, and and, in and they don't have one. All right. Anything well, else you want to add before I let you go? Perfect. i got to move on, Francis. Anything else you want to add before I let you go, honey? All right. Oh, that's it. All right. Th- 
All right. Thanks for the call, honey. Uh, let's go to Henry in Connecticut. Henry, you're on with Michael. Thanks for waiting. What's on your mind, buddy? Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, hi, Michael. Uh, um, I heard the, the not this caller, the one before this woman that called, talking uh, about the um, James John Rock scene. And- I heard... Um, I heard John Stattmiller say that he still used to get some mail from Rothstein. I can't find Rothstein. I found two websites or something. I have something with him. I'll, I'll try to find it, but I do have him on my okay, memo. Well, the guy, uh, his name. James, right, anyway, I'll move James, on. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You were going to say something. Go ahead. I was going to say that you the, say he, he, he mentioned James Rothstein. R O T H S T E I N. Right. Okay. That's right. That's the same person. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. No, I know what he's talking about. No, I know right away what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll move on. Um, yeah. He mentioned a couple other people too. Um, when he's talking about the whole thing with the traffic thing. Yeah. The woman who, uh, she doesn't run the um, red alert or amber alert now. This was years ago. Uh, the woman he's saying with the with the Haiti thing, and that she was uh, uh, that was me, uh, Laura Silsby. Her right. name's Laura Silsby, Gaynor now. Right, right. Her name is Laura. That's yeah. right. Go ahead. Right, and and uh, w- w- but apparently that's all under connected to the Clinton Foundation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the and other thing also, is that, and there's and, and there's also some underlying mm, rumors that. Uh, this whole OUR organization with Tim Ballard, who is the guy that Jim Caviezel portrays in that movie, has some sort of connections through the Podesta group. Uh, and uh, oh, what's what's uh, not? Is it Jeff Bezos or no? Oh, Carlos Slim. Okay, and if that's the case, then that's a you know Tim Ballard is a little bit questionable because those people are. Let's put it this way: they're. They're they're affiliated with the Clintons, <laughs> and anybody affiliated with the Clintons, you know, you are who you associate with, sort of thing, you know. So well, I don't not know. necessarily. I mean, there was a guy who was affiliated with Clintons too. He was going to testify against Hillary. He got shot in the back in Washington D.C. I think his name is what Bud Rich or something like that. So I mean, oh, oh Seth Rich. Uh, Seth Rich, Seth Rich, yeah, right. So I mean, no, he, 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 he well, it is it is suspected that Seth Rich is the guy that turned over the emails to Julian Assange. Okay, he was in the Clinton. He, he worked in the Clinton campaign, and he was right, it was, he was supposed to be testify a, though. Uh, he was in a botched robbery, right? And supposedly was shot in the back twice. Okay, and there was nothing stolen from the guy. So, yeah, I mean, add him likely to the Clinton death count, which is the last time I had that, I, I brought that up on my show, which is years ago, I think was up to 135 or something like that. And I, interestingly enough, I watched an interview where Anthony Weiner came on. I, I don't remember what the guy's show was, but Anthony Weiner right. went ballistic because the reporter was actually putting it in his face about the Clinton death count, and he was defending the Clintons. <laughs> it was kind of a funny interview. Right. Now, see, that's the weird thing about Anthony Weiner, too, is that um, I remember the first incident with Weiner, to me and a lot of other people, it was like no big deal. Because... Hold on. Yeah, hold on. we got to go to a break. We'll be back in three. got Henry in Connecticut talking about Anthony Weiner. So stick around. More to come, folks. Phone lines are open. 512-248-8252. Be right back.
Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject, from the funding behind the transgender movement to first-hand memoirs of World War II previously inaccessible to English-speaking audiences. We publish books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo. Whether you count yourself as a political dissident, student of history, connoisseur of philosophy, or enthusiast of exciting and thought-provoking fiction, you owe it to yourself to check out our catalog. With exclusive offerings like The Transgender Industrial Complex, Solzhenitsyn and the Right, The Open Society Playbook, Opioids for the Masses, and many more, there's something for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out our catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com and use code RBNREADERS2023 for 10% off your order. That's RBNREADERS2023 at antelopehillpublishing.com. For the first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both Internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3, for details. Democrats want to regulate the Supreme Court. I'm Peter Serafine with another Liberty Minute. So Democrat lawmakers want to regulate the Supreme Court, a separate and equal branch of government. As a constitutional originalist, I take issue with this concept as a whole, but as a human being with a little common sense, I take issue with the particulars. The U.S. Constitution gave Congress the authority to establish any necessary courts beneath the Supreme Court, but that's where congressional authority ends. The Senate Judiciary's Subcommittee on Federal Courts Oversight, Agency Action, and Federal Rights wants to mandate that justices recuse themselves if they have a financial connection to the case. Hmm. Using that same logic, no member of Congress should ever be allowed to vote on any bill that they have a financial connection to. But if that were to happen, then how would Congress maintain their ability to become millionaires at a rate over 10 times higher than the rest of the population? Congress, regulate yourselves effectively, then maybe we can talk about allowing you to assume power over the only branch of government that ever keeps you in check at all. And if you own firearms, you need carry insurance. Get the most affordable carry insurance on the market, according to Pew Pew Tactical, and save 10% with the code Lighthouse at protectwithbear.com. Until next time, see this Hashem Parabellum. We're back with the National Intel Report. Michael Herzog, your host. Phone lines are open, 512-248-8252. We're on with Henry in Connecticut, and we're talking about the big wiener, Anthony Wiener. Henry, go ahead. Your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, what I'm saying is that the first incident wiener was about, I think, seven, eight years ago. Uh, me and a couple other people didn't think it was such a big deal because they were saying that the first thing, there was no laptop thing then. That was not known, okay? So that was more, that's a different story altogether. This right. was what it had to do with a texting, 
and the texting big deal because like the youngest he was texting was like somebody of six, what, of seventeen, and I would say, well, well, big deal with that. That's legal. And the person said that that wrote articles in Newsday saying, well, you would never hear anything about this if it was France or the Netherlands, which he's right, um, because like even in this, even in my state, and even in Georgia, legal age of consent. Uh, even for sex is 16, as long as you're not younger than that, and 17 in New York and a couple other states. And, of course, all over Europe, it's either 16 or 15, if you're talking Denmark, uh, France, and Sweden. Okay, as long as you're not younger than that, though. Now, uh, later, eight years later, though, then we come out, we hear this thing, or maybe longer, maybe 10 years later, we hear this thing about the laptop when we are. Now, that was a horror, and then, and then they were saying the police, whatever it was, is on there. But there's a lot of other stuff on there, stuff with the Clintons and everything else. It then, was it was it was Frazzle Drip. That's where uh, Uma Abedin and now what is Clinton, Fragile Drip? What is Fragile Drip? Frazzle Drip is the video that was found on the dark web that was uh, Hillary Clinton oh, and with Uma the sacrifice Abedin. with Hillary and Aberdeen, and, and you're talking about that thing? Yes. Right. That's what, okay. That, now that's, that's the thing hold too. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, that's, that's what Anthony Weiner had in a file in his computer that was titled insurance. So oh my evidently, he, he oh, was, I didn't know that. And it was it was seen the detectives that saw it, and I'm, I'm good at going to throw up. They, they they threw up. They cried. They they uh, a couple of them I think resigned. Okay, it was disgusting. Uh, right, but it was they, found they, they, on didn't, they were killed though. They didn't die mysteriously though, did they? I don't Those know. It's cops. been a while. It's been a long time. I don't. I don't really remember Henry. Um, but I, I, I don't tell you where I found out about that. I found out about that from a great website called BitChute. And if you go to BitChute, but you have to search it, uh, you could also uh, go to um, Gavin Frost too. That's another one. But if you go to you know, but that's a web page. But if you go to BitChute and search for uh, what's that guy in the FBI? Gunderson. I'm trying to think of his name. Ted, um, Ted, Ted Gunderson. Gunderson. Right. Yeah. Search that. And if you search for, um, um, I'm trying to think of the thing. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Mr. Truth Bomb. That's another one. Mr. Truth and then bomb like a bomb explosion. He's got videos on the whole thing. And that's how I educated myself with about that and the, and Podesta and everything. And that's not as true. It's not a joke. Um, and there's also a, a good thing on Epstein, too. Now, the thing with Epstein is weird, too. I'll tell you what's weird about Epstein. Um, the weird thing with Epstein is this. When they showed all that list of Epstein, right, I'm seeing, <coughs> Laura, I'm seeing Laura Hamilton and I'm seeing, um, uh, what's her name? I'm trying to think of the actress. Um, um, Sutton, somebody named Hutton, Warren Hutton, this, that, and everything else. Um, I don't know whether it's a fundraiser for the Democrats, because you had that going on too. And then there's others going to the to the island, and then um, then one flying to one in New York. But you know what's very very weird about that whole list with Epstein? I was saying it too. Um, is that? I couldn't find any Europeans on the plane flying to Epstein's Island or even Epstein thing in New York, which that course, that mansion in New York could have been a fundraiser. Like I said, they did fundraiser for Clinton, too. Um, I couldn't find anybody except for Prince, uh, what? Prince Andrew and um, Mick Jagger. 
And then they came out with the news talking about Epstein with the island. Well, of course, you can't keep somebody captive at 20, at 30, or even a hot 30 or 40-year-old girl either, or guy either, you know, captive, meaning against their will. But they were saying they had people there, well, from 15, 16, 17, and 18. They said, I heard 17, 18, too. Uh, but I'm sitting up there saying to myself, well, why isn't there not people from Europe, you know, even, uh, what's his name, David Hasselhoff, this and that one, whatever, why aren't they on this plane? And I'm thinking, you know, wait a minute, what do they need with him at all? And then also, I think it's some type of satanic thing with that, because the ages of what they were talking about with Epstein, that he might have been held against, his, against their will, which I believe many or some definitely were. I don't know whether some were paid off and, and willingly willingly did what they did, and right. some other ones that are 15, 16, 17 were forced against their will or both or a mixture or what. But I couldn't understand why there wasn't one from Europe there except for Mick Jagger, who's connected to Son of Sam, by the way, that church of Son of Sam had in the 70s. Okay, well, the Prospect Church. Uh, okay, all right. Right. Anyway, getting to the point is that the reason why I think it is is because the ages – even in France, where Epstein even flew out of, and, you know, nobody wants his ass over here. And he came over here on a plane in New York, and that's why he got busted. And also, the person yeah. that died in that stretcher, I don't think that was him, by the way. All right, my, my phone's uh, alone. i got to let you go. I've given you enough time. I'm sorry. I've got to let okay. you go. Uh, uh, got to go to You might want to try um, John D. Wells to find the phone number of... Uh, All right. Okay. Of, All right. I gotta, uh, I've got to go to a break. Be back in three. I'll go to Charlie, Laura, and John in that order when we get back. Be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Everyone around me seems to get sick but me. My brother got the flu twice. My mother was down with some sort of fever. People at work were taking sick days off and others were just plain tired and run down. And me? Well, I just keep feeling great all the time with Extendivite. My grandfather used to talk about the power of garlic and other herbs he took that kept him healthy. I'm lucky. Extendivite was just what I needed to keep me healthy, and Extendivite is all natural. Extendivite was designed for the heart but does so much more by keeping me healthy all the time. I'll take Extendivite forever. Get your two-month supply for only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. My name is Rick, and you can be like me. Just by calling 1-877-367-5433. That's one 
928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Wasn't that the idea when we started out? School, that's what they said the Constitution was about. Wasn't that the idea when we started out? At school, that's what they said the Constitution was about. All right, folks, we're back with the National Intel Report. Michael Herzog, your host. Uh, Lori in Michigan and John in Texas. Hang in there. I'll get to you. Let's first go to Charlie in Florida. Charlie, you're on with Michael. What's on your mind? Hey, Mike. How you doing, buddy? Michael? Good. How are you? Uh, listen, are you? I'm doing great. Uh, great show, man. I'm really enjoying the passion and the subject matter. It's just off the charts important. Thank you. You know, it's it's really good show. Um, and uh, great callers, too. A lot of the callers had a lot to contribute today uh, on the subject. But I do want to caution you about one thing, and that's on the Carlos Slim connection, Okay. Okay. Uh, Carlos, yeah, Carlos Slim is was is Catholic, and he's he and his family he goes to church pretty regularly down there in Mexico with his family. And from what I understand, he's been involved fighting the cartels down there for a long time, and and he's been giving money uh, to this uh, because of his daughter's impetus, who has asked him to give money to uh, fight. Uh, the trafficking situation, and he was doing that before uh, the Sound of Freedom movie came out, when it was uh, offered the chance to help in that endeavor. He it was a natural fit, and he he also he did contribute money to it. But he is not the notorious. He's he's actually a, a far as being a religious man. He's a, he's very religious and he's Catholic, and he, he and his whole family attend church down there in Mexico regularly. So. I don't think he's the nefarious type connections that a lot of people say. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's probably not clean with by a lot of things, but he's he's he he he's he's uh, given a lot of money to the Catholic Church to fight uh, uh, the cartels and stuff down there too. I know. Okay, uh, no, I'll take that under advisement. Thanks for that. I appreciate it, Charlie. Okay. No, um, yeah, you're uh, welcome. Because I just want I kind of want to clear it up because that's my understanding. I've read that in a few places and and a lot of people have been slandering the uh the Caviezel film because of him and i don't i don't get the connection because it's really not you know he's it's not really well, in the serious connection you know there. The, bottom, the bottom line is this and i've heard a lot of you know both sides of the story but the bottom line is i think Caviezel did a very good job 
I think that, uh, you know, the story is the important thing. And, you know, the, the, the girl himself that was rescued, uh, that's, that's fictitious. There was a, a, an attempt that was made, I believe it was in Haiti, and there was about nine or ten different stories that they had to comp. You know, it's a Hollywood thing. They have to compile it and figure out which one's going to get the most attention or whatever. So the premise, it's a true story that this guy does rescue children. That particular rescue, from what I understand, didn't happen. But it doesn't matter. The fact is he is rescuing children. That first raid that you saw in the movie, that did happen. That was factual. So, you know, it, it's the message more than, you know, if everything is spot on truth. But anyway, I got to move on. Thanks, Charlie. I appreciate that. I'll take it under advisement, my friend. Okay? Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Let's go next to Laura in Michigan. Laura, you're on with Michael. What's on your mind? I want to give you a suggestion. Okay. Instead of a, pa- a manual, you just need a flyer that you can leaflet people. And the place, right. best place to do it is just after the Darien Gap. That's where all the buses are waiting to catch the people. That'd be the best place to put leaflets out. Like that's a like great a idea. That's, or something. That, that's a great idea because I was just thinking about that, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, if I put my hiney on the line, wherever these wherever these bracelets are being handed out, it's being handed out by members of the cartel, and I'm likely to get shot. <laughs> so, yeah, you no, know. you want to do that, yeah. Yeah, so we but, put but I, down. But I, but I am a hundred percent. I, I am a hundred percent sure. I mean, I will personally go down there. I have a, a friend back in Texas that actually owns some property down there in Panama, and I've been invited to go down there on more than one occasion. So, uh, and he's probably and listening the, as we speak. Go ahead. On the leaflets, put down there. Get rid of those bracelets. Tell them to get rid of them because they well, don't know get, what they're for. Get rid of them. Well, they, they're probably told what they're for, and they agree to it, but they're enticed by it, and, and, and they get sucked into it. I don't know. That's why I wanted to talk to Michael Yawn to get the semantics behind this before I— I think you know, he's the one that procured the drones that went over that area to show all yes. the buses. Yes, that's that's correct. Yes. I mean, he might be able uh, to help with the leafleting, too. Well, that's I mean, you why I want to talk to you. have to do it by hand. Well, I, I I can prepare the leaflet or the you know the the document right. or whatever it is. Okay, put it in Spanish, uh, maybe a few yeah. other languages as well. Uh, but right. I want to talk to Michael Yawn to find out the semantics behind how to go about this. Uh, but what do you think of the idea overall, Laura? I think it's a good idea. They need to be warned. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, they need to be warned. Yes. Yes. And All just right. on the lighter right, well, side, <laughs> Mike. Are you there, Mike? I'm here. Okay. I was just on the lighter side. I was going to tell you that Biden's dog is biting people in the White House. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that Uh, before. They they, they Uh, brought a friend of my son's in to see what was going on. He's with the dog's biting. means he feels threatened or people aren't treating him right. Oh, God. All right. (coughs) Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I have to move on, Laura. Thanks a lot for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Patrick, you'll be up second. John in Texas, you're on with Michael. What's on your mind? Hi, Michael. How you doing, man? I'm good, doing well. How are you? Not too bad. Um, I was going to... Oh, this is Scottish, John. I can tell. Hi. Hi, I haven't talked to you in a long time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How you been? I didn't even realize you still listen to me. Oh, God, yeah, mate. It's lovely to have you back on air. It's great hearing you again, pal. 
<laughs> uh, what's going on? What's on your mind, bud? Um, well, sitting here listening to your, your, your subject matter, I was obviously the first name that came to my mind was that of Jimmy Savile. Um, oh yeah. So I was going to bring up a couple of points about him, but a previous caller there mentioned the Podesto brothers. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the Madeleine McCann case. I Michael. sure am. I sure am. Oh, okay. Uh huh. And the Podestas, yeah. and they were, and, and they were actually in the area where she was kidnapped, and they've got yeah. visual proof from what I understand, what I remember. Absolutely, right? yeah. I, yeah. There was two police artist sketches of them, and of course, me living here now. I recognized them right away. I thought, I'll be damned. Mm. And there was another interesting character present there. His name was Clement Freud. He was a British MP who was, I'm not, I don't remember for sure if he was the son uh, or the grandson of uh, Sigmund Freud. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and this little girl, it's, that case has never been resolved. Her body's never been found, and it's just hanging there. But just quickly, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just I'll just bring these other two points up about just how these people deal with these matters now. When the Savile, when the news broke about Savile after his death and the horror stories that came out, man, one of them was he was big friends with a former Prime Minister Edward Heath, and Edward Heath was a very keen sailor. He had a yacht, and what they used to do was they would sail down to Jersey and the Channel Islands. And there was an orphanage there called Hot de la Garenne, and they would take children out for a ride in the yacht. And, of course, at the time, Jimmy Savile was just a national treasure on television. Everybody loved him. Who wouldn't want to go out for a sailboat ride with Jimmy Savile? Well, these kids never showed up again, and nothing came of it. And I remember this, this, this last thing I'll tell you about. I was just watching this, um, probably on YouTube at the time, but there was a Labour Party backbencher in the House of Commons. He got a chance to put a question to the then Prime Minister, who was David Cameron. And I can't remember exactly the wording of the question, but it was something to do with, um, I'd like the Prime Minister comments on uh, such and such a, a former Prime Minister's relationship with Jimmy Savile. And Cameron's response, Michael, just was unbelievably saying, well, I would have to know to which former Prime Minister the gentleman refers. How's that for a screw you, pal, eh? <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, all of this, you know, it's all been under wraps for God knows how many decades or generations or maybe hundreds of years. But it's now starting to surface and a lot more people are starting to find out about it. And that's why they're scared to death of that movie, Sound of Freedom, John. You know, I mean, it's coming out. Uh, and uh, uh, hopefully we can expose this before they put the hammer down and they totally enslave everybody with CBDC and all that other garbage. But anyway, hey, mm-hmm. it's great to hear from you. got to move on, John, but thanks right, for the man. call. I appreciate Cheers. those points, man. Let's go to Patrick in Texas. Patrick, thanks for holding your on with Michael. What's on your mind? Hi, Michael. Uh, Hi. Yeah, Michael Gaddy well, used to, uh, he was a Patriot Guard down there on the border, and um, they couldn't get any anything going down there because the... Uh, Republican Party just turned on them. It's just a big machine. Uh, you know, it was, uh, Ralph Winfrow, he used to be the, uh, you know, have the, the legal section of RBN. And right. he used to always say that, uh, you know, the, they started a, a court in Alaska. And they don't know, and he, he said he don't know where they got the authority to do that. 
And uh, the, some of the other attorneys told us, if, we, if you don't do anything about it, we can't help you. You know, it's, it's so corrupt. It's just it's, it's undescribable. Well, uh, okay, wait a minute. Michael Gaddy, you say that he started a move or something down in Texas and the Republicans turned against him. What exactly do you mean, Patrick? What did, what did the Republicans do? Do you know? He didn't really elaborate on exactly what they did, but uh, supposedly they turned on him and uh, shut him down. And, uh, yeah, he was something like vice president of the uh, – uh, the Patriot Movement down there, or Border Guard, or whatever they call them. But, oh, yeah, he okay. Was, uh, just showing how the corruption is all. And, as, you know, as far as, like, you know, the um, you know the organ harvesting is going on there, well, the, uh, 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 Israel is one of the biggest organ harvesting operations in the, country, in the world. You know, and, and also, they're in the prostitution. There's 280 brothels just in Tel Aviv. And, uh, you know, and, and then we, there's a tie-in with all the in Moderna and, and all the uh, other ones that, you know, uh, they're all connected. And uh, Rockefeller, with their, you know, with his, with his um, you know, uh, he is, uh, with monopoly on the, on the licensing of all the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the doctors. And they have them over a barrel with their licenses and insurance. And they have right. to comply. And uh, so, anyway, it's just one big, very corrupt mess, and the Congress is not going to do anything about it, and uh, the Republican Party is not going to do anything about it. Uh, it's going to have to be, you know, and actually Ralph talked about it. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy by the name of Pendergrass up there in, in Iowa, and uh, they, uh, they they shut down a CPS court. Uh, they have, is, where is your authority? They didn't have any, and there, there's another rogue outfit. They got no, they just do it. And, uh, you know, they get like, there's like $6,000 a day, you know, they tax the American people for, for the, for the, uh, um, uh, abduction of those kids. And you can't get them back. They're just, they're just basically gone. They don't sold them. Well, no, yeah, the court system itself with CPS is another scam because from what I understand and people that I've spoken with that have been through that is that the, the system bilks the parents out of, untold amounts of money literally breaks a lot of them and uh they put the, the restrictions and the uh, uh protocols that they put on the parents to try to get the children back and by the way i've picked up a few of these uh uh mothers and so forth in my ubermobile that have you know told me about the the nightmare that they go through in, in the court system of trying to get their children back for whatever they did wrong whether they were you know uh driving the car and with a couple of drinks and they had a child in the car or whatever and, yeah, they, and they just run them, they, they put them in foster homes and then they abuse yeah, they, them and they yeah uh, go ahead they they get their consent you know, they say, well, we're, you know, if you just give us our, you know, the authority, you know, we'll, we're going to offer you all this free stuff. And they say, okay, you know, well, we're in for the program. And next thing you know, the kids are out the door. You know, we're going to yeah. just come check on your child and make sure the welfare is, boom, they grab them and they're out the door. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I this got. is th this is an overwhelming problem, and it's much, much bigger from what I've been able to, what I've uncovered as to anyone anywhere was actually aware of. But now it's starting to come to the light. And that's one of the reasons, just one of a multitude of reasons, why they're terrified that Donald Trump may get back in office. Because if that were to happen, Donald Trump has already said he's going after those prisons. They know, they know at minimum, they're going to jail if he gets back I, in as a presidency. I so hope he's got his life insurance up to date. Take yeah. care. 
All right. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Appreciate the call. Now, uh, uh, phone lines are clear right now, so I'm gonna. I got an email uh, from Mur Bailey actually talking about this James Rothstein guy, and I'm gonna read this to you. Um, let's see. It says Detective Jimmy Boots Rothstein joins the program. I guess he was on a radio show. This is a bit shoot. It's on bit shoot. Uh, to discuss his years as a detective for the New York Police Department. Detective Rothstein was given unprecedented free reign and an unlimited budget to figure out how the child and prostitution trafficking networks work in the United States and across the world. Uh, Rothstein's work led directly to the most evil and brutal practices used by the world's most powerful in politics, in religion, and business, to control and manipulate their rivals and to maintain control and power. It is a story that reveals why the United States is currently, and we can see this, folks, it plays out every day, why the United States is currently in complete chaos and why even the most basic problems have not been solved in our country. Rothstein believes that Trump is currently dismantling this network and soon big announcements will be made that will take down the most evil practices ever to exist in human history. Note, although Rothstein is often a Jewish name, he is a practicing Christian, not that this should matter. Uh, and with that, uh, evidently Murr in Wisconsin, Murr's ears are burning, so let's go to Murr in Wisconsin. Murr, you're on with Hi. Michael. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you checked your email, huh? <laughs> I was reading it. Yes, uh, yeah. I check it. I check it during the break, and I'm seeing the comments of the people that don't call in. You know, and you just happen to be one of them. And people are telling me not to blow a gasket and all this other stuff. I didn't realize I was sounding like my blood pressure was up there a while ago. I don't know. <laughs> well, know, it's un it's unnerving, and and this whole thing. Um, the O U R was under investigation for two and a half years, and they just dropped it. It wasn't like they solved it or. Uh, brought consequences, but uh, that's not over either. And uh, Ballard had this uh, software that police were willing to put into their systems without any kind of checking to see what it was. What's going to be happening here is these um, Clinton and Podesta stuff are going to want to track all the children, scare everyone into getting their children into these databases, and guess how easy it'll be to track them and get them then. <laughs> oh, is that what's going on? Okay, so but all when kind I was, of nasty when, stuff. okay, so, okay. Uh, uh, so going back to what I had mentioned about Laura Silsby, Laura Gaynor, mm -hmm. the one that was you know arrested for trafficking, and then Bill Clinton stepped in and got her out of it, and then she became somehow affiliated with or was in charge of starting or whatever this uh, Amber Alert thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, and. Uh, I uh -oh. think uh, we're not. Are we over? That's all right. We're no, no, we're not over. Just hold on. Let's let's take it through the break, and we'll get back to that when we get back. Stick around. Right. More to come. We got Murray in Wisconsin that's going to enlighten me with her crystal ball. See you in three. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. 
Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. All right, folks, we're back. Final segment of the National Intel Report. Got Murr in Wisconsin on the line. I got another caller on the line. Murr, we were talking about this uh, Laura Silsby thing. Uh, uh, Go ahead real quick. Let's see if we can bring Laura up before the show's over. We only got a few minutes left. Go ahead. Okay, I didn't really want to talk about her. I know she's no good either, but I want, oh. but I really wanted to bring to you um, also about the Carlos Slim and family, and there's two sons very much involved, and I can send that to you, but I don't know if you remember Coloboma. Okay, Adela- uh, Madeline McCann had that eye defect, same as Soros, and it came to light and then was scrubbed away that she was in vitro, and her the husband of the mother was not the father. So apparently she was bred and now raised because she had been seen as aged appropriate. I think she was a blood cow for Soros. Mm, okay. Pardon me? I, I can send you stuff on that, too. You said you have yeah. another caller, right? Yeah, I have one more caller I want to get to her before the show's over. So, okay. yeah, send that, send that to me, Mara. I appreciate yep. it. Let's go to Laura in Colorado. You're the last caller. Laura, what's on your mind? Hi, dear. Thank you taking my call, I wanted to very quickly comment on um, this thing in Mexico uh, that's going on with all these people coming across the border. That is serving numerous purposes. And one of the ones that you've really touched on is the human organ trafficking. Um, I wanted to very quickly tell everyone 
a very good friend of ours had a son that was raised in a Christian home and had never been partying in high school or any of that. And he went to college in Colorado Springs, went to a party, took in some alcohol and some drugs, and passed out, and they took him down to the local hospital, and they immediately declared him brain dead. And for three hours, they browbeat his parents into signing uh, over his body so that they could use him as human organs. And the people wouldn't do it, uh, know them very well, and they called everyone and asked everyone for prayer. The hospital for three hours never let up and claimed that the boy was brain dead, and their son just suddenly regained consciousness, set up out of the bed, and has had absolutely no adverse effects at all. Those bodies are worth over a million dollars apiece when right. they're stripping them down like they are uh, out of a junkyard, basically. That's and horrendous. Is, I mean, and what, what did the hospital have to say about that? What did the hospital, uh, when he woke up, what did the hospital tell the parents? What was their excuse? Oh, well, we, they just couldn't understand what in the world had happened. They had been browbeating these people nonstop for three hours. And, oh, my God. Um, one of the things that everybody's got to understand, there is a YouTube video out that's put out by a medical doctor that says there is no such thing as, quote, unquote, brain dead. So everyone really needs to become familiar with the fact that this for-profit medical industry even has to do with treating people like their bodies are a, a car in a junkyard. Oh, well, it doesn't surprise me. And I know, you know, that's that's a horrific story, Laura. I appreciate you bringing that as a, uh, well, it's not a good point to bring to the show, but it's, it, it, it brings awareness to the listening audience. Folks, I need to get in touch with Michael Yawn. If you can call into one of these shows, I've been blackballed from Alex Jones, from Mike Adams, and a couple of other ones uh, from past experience dealing with John Statmiller and going taking Randy Weaver to uh, Plainfield, New Hampshire. I'm not going to go into it. I don't have enough time. But the bottom line is I need to get a hold of him, and I'm reaching a dead end when it tries to contact these guys. Thank you very much for the call, Laura. I appreciate that that story. We'll see you same time, same station next week. If you can find Michael Young's contact information, I'd certainly appreciate it. Bye for now. Stay out of trouble. We need leaders to lead us, not stick us and bleed us. Take all our money and send it abroad. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. 
They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 